absolutely ridiculous. Hello, welcome to Around the Course Squash Podcast. Delighted to welcome onto the show the man in form, the man to beat. He is the current world number five. He's been as high as three and he's on his way up and he's he's ready to go and take that top spot. Marwan, thanks a million for joining us. How you doing, man? Good, mate. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, doing. <laughs> All good? <laughs> you know. A good introduction there. No, no worries. So, obviously, firstly, congrats on... Uh, I know it's, it's it's kind of old news now. It's it's almost a month ago, but unbelievable performances uh, back to back to back to claim the back ball open. I mean, it's it's hard to argue against anyone to say that you're the man in form, the man to beat. That must feel pretty good. But yeah, I suppose having had that time to reflect, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, sorry, oops, uh, <laughs> it's been a uh, tough. Um, I mean, since Black Bolt, since the win, I mean, of course, uh, I played really well over there. It, it was a tough week, uh, not having any day off between the matches and being able to back up big matches like the ones with Poland. And then the next day I had to play with Joel Makin and then back it up with Disoki. Having, uh, I played 90 minutes more than Disoki before the final. So I'm being able to win that. And it, it, I, I, the win meant a lot for me in terms of... Uh, in, ter- in terms of my mentality and being able to back up the matches and uh, uh, seeing all the hard work that I've put during the summer and uh, in training, uh, being uh, being able to see that, it, uh, it, it's a good progress for me. And uh, I'm just looking forward for the next phase of the season. Hopefully, there will be a little bit of normality in terms of uh, a lot of tournaments will be, um, will be back. And uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully I can do well. When you said how much the win meant to you, it it, uh, it reminded me of the, uh, the the racket toss into the sky, which was uh, which was awesome. Kind of a first of its kind. Uh, Man, as soon as soon as I throw the racket, I was yeah. like, "What the hell have I just?" <laughs> but you know what's a problem? You know what's a problem? It landed perfectly, perfectly uh, to that kid. I don't know who was, I don't know yeah. his name. But you know what? The thing is, I I. I didn't hear the call of Jason, the referee. I didn't. I didn't know whether he said stroke or not. Yeah. So when I understood it, I just I don't know. I just threw <laughs> the racket. But as soon as it went off from my hands, I was like, shit! Like what yeah. have I done? It, it, look, it, it, it looked amazing. Like, what have I done? It looked amazing, and then and then in my mind, I was like, oh, he threw it. That's where the crowd sitting. <laughs> so I, I felt like I was aiming for someone. You know, I wanted to hit someone. Yeah. No, 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 no. But it's thankfully, totally it went well. Thankfully, it did. It went well. I thought I might get suspended again from the PSC from that, but. Uh, <laughs> But did you no, let they, the, they, they let me go. They let me yeah, off in this good, one. Good. Did, did you let the kid keep the racket or did you go and get it back, back from <laughs> You know what's the problem? That of course I can't like I left it for the kid, but like the week after I was like, I need the racket. <laughs> yeah. I, only, I only had two rackets. <laughs> I only well, I had three, and now I had two, and I was like, I actually need the racket back. <laughs> and and every, everyone who plays squash knows like when you have a racket that feels good, it's like the getting a new one from the factory just never feels quite the same. Yeah, so it's like, I know, you, just I know. Do- you just dominated, played an unreal tournament and you're like, Oh, I just threw the best racket in my bag. <laughs> Take this instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gave him an old one or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I thought um, I thought maybe you were aiming for Massarella, but I don't think he was refing that match. So <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring it up. <laughs> you didn't have to wait long. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're just getting started as well. Um, so sorry, what's the question? No, no question. Just a, just Sorry an observation. Question. Just putting um, it out there. Yeah, just putting uh, putting it out there. I think that's also. I think that's the match where he wasn't refing, but I think he was the video ref. And is that is that the match where you asked who's the video ref here? Oh, it's John. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> it had it had to be. It's like I was waiting for one mistake, you know. <laughs> uh, no, you know, John, John is a great referee, you know, he's, he's done a lot for our sport and uh, um, he's done a lot, he's, he's, he's one of the best referees around, but uh, I don't know, me and him, we haven't, I actually, on a personal level, I really like John, but uh, I don't know, I feel, uh, I feel we've had too many problems that, uh, that it's just things are not working between us on court, on court, like in terms of yeah. the matches. I feel it's just not working anymore, you know, we, we, I tried, he tried, uh, I tried to kind of open a new page and just, you know, forget about the past and I'm pretty sure he tried to do the same, but I feel there is always, that the history always comes back, you know, uh, whether it's from me, it's from him, I don't know, I'm not putting any, I'm not saying it's anyone's fault, but uh, for some reason, I just think it's not working anymore, unfortunately. Sounds yeah. like a breakup. <laughs> it's like a breakup, you know. I don't think uh, I cannot live without him anymore. <laughs> but I love, I mean, in terms of, I mean, John is one of the best referees in the world that will never change. Uh, he's done a lot for our sport. Sometimes he will ref all the tournament by himself. Uh, but, you know, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've had that match with Tari where we had the problem in the, the Egyptian Open by the Pyramids. We had a big problem there. Before the match, after the during the match, uh, then of course the match was Paul, and I felt in the World Tour Finals, even though I won the event, but I felt, uh, I felt, I felt the history always, you know, I, I, he, he always think I'm doing something dodgy, so which I do, of course, but uh, <laughs> but, but 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 I don't do it all the time, you know. Sometimes I don't need to do it, but uh, so I feel I feel. Uh, I, I feel it's just not working out anymore, you know. My, my impression, my impression is that there was a few matches that you just mentioned back at uh, World Tour Finals and Egyptian Open where he probably wasn't happy with some of your movements off the ball and some of the, the behaviour. And now he's so determined to send you a message that even if you try and play fair and play clean, he's still determined to send that message. Exactly, exactly, and that's what I felt exactly with my match with Story. You know, like. Like, I messed up, of course. I'm not saying, like, I didn't mess up. I did mess up, uh, especially in the fifth game with, with what I did on court. Like, I felt it was not acceptable, but I felt there was a lot of decisions. Like, I, I should have won that match. Like, I think there was... I counted the decisions with with one of the referees, and we literally, it's like nine bad nine bad decisions and two two very harsh decisions. Like one, I think, it, which was a stroke to me, it ended up being a conduct stroke against me, and the other one, which was a no let, and it ended up being a stroke against me. And I felt he, as you said, like, you know, he was trying to send me a message, but I felt it was just the wrong day. You know, like, why today? Like, I'm playing so well, I felt like I could win this tournament coming from the World Tour Finals. 
but I felt there was, as you said, you know, he was trying to teach me a lesson, um, which he was probably not able to do at the World Tour Finals because I was playing great squash. But um, when he did it at the pyramids, I felt he, he just chose the wrong day to do it, you know. So I felt it was not fair uh, in that terms. Um, but um, yeah, and then the match with Paul, there was. I mean, two decisions that could have made me lose the match, you know. And uh, when you play at that level, every decision does, does actually count. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. So you, you've seen, like, in the last, um, you know, in the last couple, you've just seemed so rock solid at the end of games. And obviously, uh, it's always, like, tactically impressive. And, and you talked about just how, you know, you were, you were happy about being able to physically back all that stuff up. But like, do some of those moments where like you're tested so hard by like the rep, like has has that made you kind of mentally unshakable in the in in the end of those matches, kind of going through some of that stuff? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, are you talking in terms of the end of the games? And yeah, games? yeah, they're just. I mean, and you know, if you look back, I was you know remembering some of those matches in the in the last event, and you know, seventeen fifteen in the first with Macon and. 14 12 to close out the final and just like obviously at that level every match is close and no one seems to be able to compete with you in those last you know three four home stretch points uh, I, I, I wouldn't I, I, I mean I think I do play the big points very well I'm not saying like I do play them every time like I think with Paul for example the first game I was up all the way through and then he came back and then he ended up winning 11-9 or 12-10 I can't remember but um but l let me put it this way. Before you get into the match, you put all the scenarios, you know, in your mind. Like when I played with Joel Meekin, even though I played a very long match with Paul the day before, but I did put the scenario of losing the first game. You know, what will I do if I lose the first game? Because Joel had the chance to be to win the first game, you know, because he had a couple of game balls. Uh, or it could have gone either way. Um, but I did put the scenario, okay, if I lose the first game, I'm going to do this. Uh, if you know, you always have to put the scenarios so you don't get surprised. You know, I think I'm a good starter in in general, but uh, but jo I mean, I don't know. Like I, I I don't know. Right now, I feel mentally I'm I'm in a good place physically. I'm in a good place squash wise. I'm in a good place. I feel like uh, I've been working really hard. You know, I've been actually committing my lifestyle to the game as much as as much as possible. Uh, I've been just working hard, you know, putting the work in, and I. Uh, uh, it's actually simple. Mm -hmm. It's actually simple. That's what I figured out the last period, you know. Like I think last summer, when the lockdown started, when the whole pandemic thing started, I I took a break for a couple of months. I didn't do anything. I just sat in the. So just sitting on the sofa, following the news, watching Netflix, not doing anything. And I needed a big break, you know, after the problem I had with the WSF and with WADA and all this, you know, because I went through a very hard patch, nine months, um, which it's not just about not competing. It's about mentally. It killed me mentally. You know, every day I'm calling the lawyer or I'm doing something, you know. So I feel um, I needed the break when the lockdown started. So I took a couple of months off. And then when I started training, I put 100%, 100%. Not not 100%, not just 100%. Like, it's just, I was just training all day. 
like actually my parents like when I go back to Egypt like and I'm living with my parents my parents would never see me but all the time I'm either in the gym or the squash court or doing something and I figured out that it's actually not rocket science you know if you train you could surprise yourself let me put it like you could actually surprise yourself like I'm, I surprise myself with with what I'm doing and with the way I'm playing I I am doing I'm playing like this because because it's hard work yeah. And that's what I've. This is what I've been doing basically. We've come up in conversation some of the previous podcasts when we we're like covering some of the events and stuff, and we've all sort of commented on how at ease you look and how comfortable and confident uh, you look when you're out there. You look so hard to bet against when you look like that. Why? I don't know. It's just like you look so uh, like probably the, in my mind, my humble opinion. I think you're probably the most authentic person out there inside those four is walls. It? That, that, that's uh, yeah. what I'm, like I feel that like like what we're seeing from you like the like and it's not just the image it's just like the way you walk the way you move the way you're playing like you know exactly what you're doing out there and like like you're ready for every scenario anything that's thrown at you you're well equipped to deal with it because you know how to deal with these situations and it's just it just it's so like just interesting to hear you like you say it's not rock science just work really hard but it feels like there's a lot to it. like maybe your experience that having that nine month off and the stress and then having the time to decompress the first lockdown. But we sort of we have like little our, our own little fancy squash and I find it hard to bet against you. Personally, oh, yeah? where do you guys bet? <laughs> you guys should make me join. No money. <laughs> uh, we'll get you in next time. Don't worry. I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, for me, I like I like. I like the fact that some of my opponents think that I get into their mind to win the matches because for me, when I see them thinking that way, I say to myself, then you'll never improve. You'll never actually find a way to beat me if you keep thinking that way. Uh, for me, uh, who is it, Arthur? Oh, I'm just uh, members of the squash club. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, uh, for me, uh, for me, it's simple actually. Like when I was growing up, uh, my my two favorite players were Amri Shabana and James Wallace And the good thing about their game was their accuracy. And I feel with your accuracy, you can stop someone's speed. You can stop someone's um, I don't know going for shots. Like if you play someone like I don't know someone who goes for shots like Mazin or something. Like, if I'm accurate on the day, I can stop him from doing all those crazy things, you know? Or if, I don't know, play with someone like, someone who's really fast on court, if I'm accurate, I can stop his speed. I can actually make him look slow. Uh, and I feel squash is such a simple game, actually. Um, uh, if you play the perfect straight line, who can beat you? Yeah, that's something I've always said about you, like, uh, over this last... I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's simple. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> it needs a hard word. But literally, if you play the perfect straight line, tight to the world, who, who's going to get... Who's going to do anything with that, you know? Uh, and I like... This is this is the enjoyment of the game for me. It's actually playing, playing that perfect length game. Because um, you can go for... Uh, those crazy shots, you know, those exciting, you can, you can be fast, you can, I don't know, like, but for me, the enjoyment about the game is length game. Uh, and I, 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 I get a lot of enjoyment from seeing a perfect length game. Straight lines, you know, it's all about straight lines. If you play the perfect straight lines, 
uh, no one can stop that. No one. You know, I've, the, 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 I, I will never forget the performance of James Wollestrop when he played with Rami in the North American Open. It was the final, actually, and I can't remember which year it was, but I watched this match. I was a kid, actually. And James, with his accuracy, he stopped Rami. He stopped whatever Rami was doing with his racket. Uh, and for me, I said, well, I, can, I definitely cannot be Rami. But I can, I can, I see myself playing a little bit, trying, not saying I play like James, but I'm trying to play like, trying to take his accuracy. You know, I'm trying to learn from his accuracy. Shabana was the same. And I think squash is all about accuracy. If you get the right accurate game, you can stop anyone. Hopefully these guys will back me up when I say this, but I, I've, I remember saying this at least a couple of times, that like you were killing people with the accuracy. Or your never life. said that. Like, never said that. Come on. You know <laughs> I did. Never said that. Never, gonna, never. <laughs> I'll, find the I'll find the tape. I'll, I'll send you the sound bite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send it at least five times. Fair enough. <laughs> The amount of nicks that you were hitting very deep, just kind of like, you know, brushing the brushing the nick very deep on your straight length and like forcing boast. It was insane. And you're obviously a, a remarkable finisher around the middle. And, and uh, Arthur, Arthur likes to say you're clever as a bag of cats. So um, but I, I feel I feel people blame me for being clever. Like it's like it's like it's my fault for being smart on court. I think I used to. So hand up there. I think I, I think I used to. And then now I just appreciate the shit out of it. I'm just like, oh, my God, look at this guy. Yeah. And, and, and that's what frustrates people most of the time. It's not that you're getting which in their is, which way. Which is fun. Which yeah, is fun. It's, it's not that you're getting in their way. It's that you're totally melting, melting their brain because, <laughs> with your spot. Annoying. Yeah. Right. Uh, hand up. Hand up. I'll, I'll admit it. It may be fun for you. I'm not sure they would agree it's fun for them. Oh. It's not fun for them, no. And, and it's, 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 it's fun for me to see that it's not fun for them. <laughs> yeah, I swear. Yeah. It's fun for me. Yeah, but I it's, 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 uh, yeah, I think I'm smart in terms of tactics and stuff and in terms of squash, but I feel everyone is smart. Everyone is smart in his own way. Like Ali knows where he's good at, you know, and he's going to, and he is he accepts the fact, okay, he's good at this and he's not great at this, you know, and he will play make sure he plays with his own strength, you know, and that's smart in his own way. Uh I don't think I'm smart in like I get a lot I get in trouble a lot. <laughs> and I don't think that's smart. Um but I, I think I'm you know, there is a lot of good things about my game and the same for others as well. But uh, being smart is one of them, you know. But it's not my fault that I'm smart. <laughs> no. It's like people blame me for being for being smart. I mean, I, I didn't even think I was smart. I, I, still, I don't know. People keep saying it. And I was like, maybe I'm actually smart. You've been, you've been, in, you've been in, in university for like 10 years. You must be smart with that education. Okay. I went to the never return up. How do you know that I've been in university for 10 years? I thought you had like a regular degree, a master's degree. I'm surprised you're not doing a PhD by now. How do you know? <laughs> no, actually, I, I almost did a PhD, by the way. Yeah. And, and then I went, to the, I went to the PhD, I went to the department and I was applying for it. And then the lady asked me, uh, so what was your master's uh, dissertation about? And I was like... Uh, Guys, I shouldn't be saying this actually <laughs> of the record. Okay. <laughs> anyway, 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 no, I'm joking. Anyway, anyway, I said I can't remember. 
And then I left. And then this is the day I knew that I cannot do PhD. <laughs> yeah, if you, can't if you can't remember what you've spent the last year studying, then you probably aren't meant to do a PhD in it. Well, despite that, Marwan, you're still clever as a bag of cats. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No one, no, no one knows what it means, but it's amazing. I think Arthur does. He just hasn't told anyone. Well, I, 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 cats are clever, right? Guys, like so, with Irish, just with the Irish people, just go with them. You know, like I have, this, I, I have, I have this guy in Bristol, Sean. You know, like he could, he gives me a lot of shit with this. You know, he will say, he will say a few things. He's, he's another like one. This. Clever as a bag of cats. He is. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that stood out for me in terms of watching you play over the last sort of almost a year now since the tour came back is you seem like you have a level of confidence in your game now that you maybe didn't have before. Even when you were, uh, when you made World Open final and you won Alguna, you didn't seem like you believed quite as much as you do now. And the, the thing that stood out for me was when you beat Ali in Manchester, first tournament back last season, and you're asked how do you feel, and you were like, "Well, I expect to beat him. Like, I've got a good record against him. I know I have the game to cause him trouble." And that, to me, was a turning point, just in terms of your confidence and your attitude on court. And you now step on court with everyone and believe that you can beat them, and believe that you you're the best player in the world when you play well. Is that fair? It's fair. Uh, it's fair. You know, I think um, even though I'm world number five right now, but I think mentally and squash wise, I mean, that's such. I'm in a better place than where I was when I was world number three. Much better uh, in terms of my uh, my mentality, my uh, my squash, my physicality, everything. You know, I feel I'm in a such a I'm in a better place right now. Uh, I do, as you said, I do have the confidence to beat anyone. Uh, probably in Manchester, it kind of it, it was a little bit. You know, uh, I was a bit nervous before Manchester because I knew I was playing well and I was playing at a very good level, but. You know, in tournaments, you never know whether you could get that performance, you know. But the World Tour Finals was, was a big one for me, you know, so being able to play the way I played in the World Tour Finals, being consistently, being able to beat all the players, you know, each day, and being able to beat Ali twice in two weeks, you know, it, it's... it's um, I knew I was there, you know, when I, when I won the World Tour Finals, I knew that's it, you know, like I'm... I'm I'm here now, you know, it's all about consistency now. And I think I've been consistent, you know, even though the Egyptian Open, I was a little bit unlucky with the, the whole, I don't know, the whole experience with the semi-final match. I felt, I felt I was in a good place to win this event, to be honest. I felt if I beat Tari, I think I could have beaten Ali, that like I, I was playing well. I don't know, um, who knows, maybe the final is always different, but I felt, you know, having a good record with Ali against Ali always. I felt I was in a good place, Qatar, Probably that was the worst, I would say that was the worst performance for me since the beginning of the season. And then I got suspended for a month and then I came back and I won Black Bull. Yeah, and now, now you've put it on the record that you want to win the British, you want to win the Worlds, you want to be world number one. And I, again, that's I my target, that, you know. I think that reflects your confidence though, because most people wouldn't be willing to put those goals out there because they might think that it adds a little bit more pressure or... You don't want to publicly state that, but I think that to me is a sign that you genuinely believe that you can do all those things and you're not afraid to say it. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, if if I'm honest with you in terms of what what would I mean, I'm just saying what I think, and I it's just my target. You know, I'm not saying I'm gonna win it, but it's my target to win the British Open and to win the World Championship. I think I'm in a good place. I think 
if I'm ready, I think I have a very good chance. Uh, and that's my target. You know, it's the biggest titles of the whole year. And uh, um, I was unlucky in the World Championship final in 2017, but I don't think I was ready to win at that time. Uh, I think now I'm in. I'm ready. I'm ready to win events. I'm ready. I don't know. I feel I'm in a good place, as I said. You know, so I'm just looking forward for the next uh, for the next few events. Uh, as I said, my, my my target is still the World Championship and the British Open. You know, that's what I'm working. Uh, I'm working really hard for them. Do you have a preference if you could only win either one event or be world number one? Does one of them mean more than the other, or do you just take whatever? World number you can one. Get? World number one. Yeah. World number one or world champion, world number one for sure. Because world number one, world champion, you're, I know you're world champion, but you're good for one week. World number one, you're good for one year. Does I take a week, Doesn't to be mean, honest? I'd be happy with that. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> but uh, but um, I don't know. It's, it's always a, a, a question, you know, but... Uh, which one? I think world number one, you know, it, it means a lot. It means more. Um, of course, world champion means a lot. It means everything. And the British is the same thing. But one, I would, I don't know, I would go for world number one because you're, you're, you're the best player, not for one week. You're, you're the best player for the whole year. You deserve it more when you're the best player for the year. Yeah. You're the most consistent player. And you're world number one. How good does that sound? <laughs> sounds nice. <laughs> sounds nice. That yeah. sounds pretty good. Yeah. I mean, to tell someone you're a world champion and they're like, oh, you had one good tournament, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're so good for one person, week, mate. I think that person deserves to be punched in the head, but. but See you next yeah. week. <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying. No, I mean, I, I know. It's, it's, uh, it's good that we have the world championship in July and, uh, and the British in August, like it's, it's after each other. Uh, but uh, I'm really looking forward to them. I'm going to have a big uh, big training, big big block of training, maybe after Alguna. Before Alguna, I've had a lot of... I had some problems, actually. I've actually had COVID uh, three weeks ago, and then I've had... After Black Bull, actually, things kind of... Like, I've, I was planning for maybe for six, week of, six weeks of training, but then, unfortunately, I, I couldn't have the time I wanted as my dad had COVID, and then... And then things were really bad. Actually, we had to move him to the hospital, intensive care, and there were two or three days that I could have actually died of it, you know. And then I got I got the virus from him. Um, I wouldn't say I've had the preparation that I wanted for Alguna, but I think I'm still in a good place. Uh, I've got a tough draw as well, which is very good challenge for me. You know, like this is kind of as soon as I saw the, the draw, I kind of said that's exactly what I wanted. You know, uh, you know, playing Abulgar, and then if I play, if I win, I play Asal. If I win, I play Disuk in the quarters, and then it's the same half as my brother. So it's it's kind of uh, it's the toughest draw you could get. But it's also the imagine if I win with that draw. You know, that's exactly what I want. Uh, this is a challenge. This is that's what I want. I need. I wanted that draw. Is that the that's same draw as Frag? Yeah, it sounds like Ali's drawn. In black yeah, ball. it's just, it's the same draw as Ali as in black ball, but uh, the only difference that I play what well, I have, I mean, my brother's half, not Tori half, so I think it's it's even tougher. Yeah. Sounds like another glitch in good. the PSA system. We, we <laughs> kept joking for ages that the system was broken because it kept having Hanya and Camille playing every every tournament. Hanya Camille, Hanya Camille, Hanya Camille. Uh, 
I don't. Uh, oh, they have each other in the quarter as well. This event. <laughs> but I don't wanna, don't, don't, I don't wanna get suspended again, please. <laughs> <laughs> no conspiracy please. theories on this podcast. Please, yeah. please. Um, yeah, that was that was something we definitely talked about when you were when you were, you know, playing so well in those events. Where, you know, it was it was almost a shame that your brother wasn't in them, so we couldn't see that that matchup. But. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. Exciting that um, you know we should we should get some of those in uh, in the next twelve months, hopefully. And we will play. We'll, we'll definitely play in the next. I don't know if we don't play in two weeks. I think we'll. This match is gonna happen. I mean, it's a match that I want to happen as well. Uh, you know, playing my brother is, is is big. You know, I mean, I haven't played him for a long time as well. Probably since the World Championship in Qatar. So I do want to play him. You know, to win majors, you want to beat it. You want to beat everyone, and he's he's a big name in the sport. You know, he's done a lot. You know, for for his name, and uh, he's someone that I do want to play. You know, I do want to compete against him. It's it's I like those kind of matches. I like playing him. I like the uh, what we go through. You know, when we play each other, and I like that. You know, I like the uh, you know both of us being tough on each other on court. I like that. I like oh. I like the fights we have. Yeah. I always find that dynamic really interesting because you see it in other sports with like Serena and Venus where they, they almost don't want to compete, whereas you guys have never shied away from that. You you almost thrive on playing each other. We don't care. We don't care <laughs> when we play each other. We don't care. You know, it's um and it's hard. It's hard to but I guess it's our personality, you know. We are we are aggressive, we are tough, we it's, uh, we play for our life. Like we actually do play for our life. When I'm on court, I play for my life, and I don't care how I win. I don't care. I'm just gonna give hundred. I'm just on the day. I I just want to win. Uh, and we both have that mentality, you know. Maybe I I learned it a bit from him, but uh, uh, yeah. Uh, when I go on court, I don't care. I actually just wanna. I play. I play. The, I, I like being tough. I like being aggressive. I like being. Uh, I like to take my. You know, when I play with, when I practice, you know, and I play with someone, I I ask them to take their space when they play me. You know, because sometimes you play with someone who is a bit, you know, is a bit. No, I wouldn't say shy, but like you know, is a bit. He doesn't want to take his space in practice, and I'm like, no, take your space. You know, I want. I want that. You know, I like the. I like the feeling of competition. You know, uh, I don't like. Uh, I don't like players on court like when they clap for their opponents when they play a nice shot or when or when uh, I don't know like you know, I don't I don't like soft I don't like the sport being soft you know I want it tough you know for that sixty minute on court it's uh, if it's it's you play for your life you know when you oh, watch a football when you play a football match when you watch a football match and a team scores do you see the other team clapping for them if it's a nice goal <laughs> no exactly it's tough you know it's life you know. You, you watch the basketball, basketball you know, it, it, athletes play for their life, you know. And I know squash is a bit different, but it, it, it's, 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 funny. it's a tough sport. It's a one tough of the, sport. Uh, one of the, like, American football coaches, you know, one of, one of this line that I loved, he said, the human body craves contact. And you're kind of bringing that, that football mentality to squash. Like, you know, take your space. Like, give me, give me some, give me some, give me some body. Um, give him hard, okay. give hard times, give hard times on yeah. court, give hard times on court, and and I accept the same things happening to me. 
and and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a feeling of competition, you know. And I'm 27 right now. I don't know for how long I'll keep playing. And I, I love the feeling of it, you know. Uh, you don't get to compete at that level for such a long time, you know. So I want to make the most of it, but at least wanna, I want to. I I want to be the athlete that I want to be, you know. I don't want to be because people are. I don't know when people uh, criticize you or stuff like this it doesn't stop you from being who you are you know you never change who you are for what people think of you uh because if you listen to what people say about you you will never reach anywhere you know i've had a lot of criticism in my junior career and i've had a lot of criticism in my career you know but if i've listened to people i would have never been two times world junior champion or get to world number three or win few majors or I don't know, play a world championship final. Uh, you can never listen to what people say about you, you know. And uh, yeah, and it's, it's a challenge of proving people wrong. I love that. You know, sometimes before I play matches, I go online and try to look for something. <laughs> Literally, I try, like when I played the Suki in Blackboard, literally all the votings to the Suki, he's going to beat me today. He's going to beat me today. And then you see 90% the Suki, 10% myself. And I'm like, am I that bad? <laughs> but, but it, it, you know, it puts that fire inside me. And I'm like, okay. And I, I, I always try to look for something, you know, I always try to look for something. Do, do you want and, me to... and it's easy. And it's easy for me to, 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 to see something, you know, because people do criticize me. So it's just go online and just, okay. And just you... go online and you'll find something easy. Do you want me to post something mean about you on Twitter, like right before match time, <laughs> kind of every tournament? And like, we'll know, we'll know, you know, it's just you to just, fire you just, up. You won't get too you, mad at me. But you won't mean it. That's what I think. <laughs> but if it's, if it's, mean, it, if it's it. mean enough, though, you can pretend, right? You're, you seem okay, like you I can, pretend, I pretend, you can I seem pretend, like, uh, I yeah. Pretend. I feel like you would find a way to, to take pretending means it, Marwan. Yeah, you, exactly. you don't strike me as someone that would be like, I don't think maybe he's got like issues and he's just saying that to let off steam and he doesn't really mean it. It's more about him. I feel like you would find a way to like fuck this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it's all yeah. about. Have you seen the the Michael Jordan documentary? Love it. I've actually was watching it two days ago again. There's a great scene, it just kind of popped into my head now, where I think it's game five in 97 in the, in the series, and it's an important game. Which, 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 which championship is this one? 97. Uh, last wow. one. Uh, last six. No, no. Six. 97 was the fifth. 97, sorry, 97 was the fifth, and it was game five. And in a pre-match interview, like whoever the star player was in the other team, and the pre-match interview was like, oh yeah, no, we're going to smoke him, because this you know player A was like talking smack about me. And then the camera, you know, he had, Jordan has the game of his life. He hasn't been feeling well. And then, you know, they roll the clock forward, like in present, he's on his couch. He's got a cigar in his left hand and his, his whiskey in the other hand. It's like, uh, did he ever say anything about you? No, no, I just made it up to get me fired up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. I saw it. I actually saw it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He never said it. He yeah. never said it. Yeah, when he said, nice game, Mike, something like this. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was. I said, he told him, Mike, nice game. That's what I said, but then he made it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I don't know. It's just something I always like to look for, to, to look for, you know. Um, I just like to look for something to fire me up. Sometimes you need that, you know. I mean, I'm not saying I'm always fired up anyway in matches, but, but sometimes you want to look for something, you know. You want something to give you that, you know. Because sometimes, you know, I mean, I feel nervous and 
most of my matches, you know, as an athlete, you, before you go to matches, you know, you have to feel nervous. But sometimes when you fire yourself up, uh, makes things easier. You channel that, yeah, channel that, uh, aggr- like nervous energy into something a little bit more focused, right? But and the the other thing I like from watching you recently is just it's never personal with you. Like you're not you're not causing you're not causing a scene on court for you know like personal reasons or anything. You're, it's all part of the game. It's all part of that that uh, you know mental kind of battle on court. And you know you're not you're not hitting somebody because you don't like them or you're not you know blocking them out. It's it's purely for you know the in, in the court battle, which uh, I think that's that's the thing that you sometimes see at a junior or a college level is you know it gets physical and ugly and dirty and and it's it becomes very personal for you. It's it's like purely you know I'm gonna win this match. I'm gonna play it the way I want to and and and, and do it fairly, but. Um, it is, yeah, it's, you know, you, you can tell other people struggle with that more than you do, which is, uh, it's, it's, it's sport, you know, I mean, it's sport and everyone does it in his own way. I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm doing it the right way. Everyone should do it my way. No, I'm, I'm doing it my way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the best advice I've ever got, uh, from someone was, uh, try to be the best version of yourself. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm just trying to be a, a better human being, whether a better squash player on court, off court. You know, you try to be that. You try, you try to, you try to be a better person. You know, in general. You know, and at, at this moment, you know, you find something that motivates you. And the sport, this sport, motivates squash motivates me. You know, it makes me wake up every morning wanting to be on the squash court, wanting to learn something new, wanting, even when I lose, you know, I go back to court, wanting to know why I lost, okay, and how, what I'm going to do next time, how I'm going to adapt. And uh, the, the, the sport have, has changed me a lot, you know, and, uh, and, and no, no, there's nothing personal, you know, this is the way I play the sport and this is the way I like it, you know, and I like being who I am on the squash court. You don't, you, you want to accept, I mean, for the people that watch it, you want to accept that, well, I mean, it's up to you, but for me, I will never change. You know, I cannot change who I am based on what people think of me. Um, and that should be the same for everyone. That's what I will always advise anyone, you know, n- never change. Just be who you are, but just try to be a better version than yesterday, you know. Um, I think that's uh, what I was getting onto earlier on about being, you know, so authentic. Is that you're you and you're you're expressing yourself the way you want to express yourself and portray yourself or, you know, and play squash in your style and not somebody else's. You're not trying to please anyone else. You're, you're just, you're you. And that's, that's exactly, yeah. exactly. That's my whole point. You, I play for myself. I play this sport for myself. I, I never said I play this sport to be a role model for kids or I never said I play this sport to inspire people. I don't, I actually don't. I just, that's what gives me joy, you know. It gives me joy to be on court to do it that way. But if that inspires people, if that, I don't know, make kids learn something, then then that's perfect. That's great. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I will tell those kids, you know, do it for yourself. Enjoy it, you know. It's it's your life. It's it's on your terms, you know, uh, not on people's terms. People don't know who you are, or they don't know what you go through, or what what does it mean for you. They don't know. You're the only one that knows. You're the only one that knows how to protect your dreams and how to, how much you want them. And you're the only one that knows things about yourself. And uh, and as I said, you know, I love playing the sport. And but 
as you said, I, 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 this is the way I express myself on court. Uh, and I enjoy that. I enjoy being on court. I enjoy the hard work. I enjoy the training. I enjoy, I enjoy waking up, being so stiff, can't even move, but still turn up to the session and do two sessions a day or two. It, 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 I, this is the life of an athlete, and I enjoy that. You know, I think five, six years ago, two years, three years ago as well, like I wasn't the same person. I was more into... I don't know, like enjoying the whole experience, you know, go to Canary Wharf, it's a packed crowd, let's go and enjoy. Uh, enjoy the crowd, enjoy the venue, enjoy playing. Uh, but I'm not like this anymore, you know, I don't want to enjoy. I do enjoy, but I want to enjoy by winning. I want the winning feeling. And even if I lose, but still you enjoy losing because you can always come back. You know, you, you, you will enjoy coming back even more. Um, so the whole experience, I've, I've, I feel like, as I said, you know, mentally I'm in a better place. I've started to understand things more about myself, about the game. And uh, I'm sure that I'm going to still learn more and more. But, uh, but the whole journey is, is amazing. The whole journey is worth it for me. Where would you say that change has come from? Because um, it seems like over the last few years, you've sort of started working with more people or different people. Um, and it also seems like you and your brother have sort of separated. You obviously both went to Millfield and worked together there. And then you both moved to Bristol and were together there. And now it seems like he's working with people like Palmer and Rod Martin. And you've started working with guys like Danny Massaro and Nick Matthew. And I think you're working with Haiza Effa in Egypt. Is that part of it? You're trying to sort of separate yourself from your brother or is it just something that's happened naturally? Um, I think the change about my game has happened when I took the break after during lockdown, the two months I've taken off. I think I, the way I've approached the game was different. Uh, I started watching matches more, but the way I was watching matches, I was... I, I approached watching the matches a bit different. Uh, it was more, I wasn't thinking about the squash, I was thinking about the mental side of the game, you know. And I've learned a lot, I've, I've learned a lot from my brother in that last year because I've watched his matches a lot. Um, like, I think my brother has given me a lot of advices all over my career, but I think the most year I've learned from him was the last year when he didn't give me any advice. But I've watched him so many times. Like, I think I watched my match with... I watched my, his match with Ali on Canary War final a few times, you know, to see the whole match, to see how my brother approached the match, you know. Um, and I've learned a lot, you know, from him, you know, from, from his mentality and from the way he approaches the game. And, uh, I, and to be honest, when I came back from that whole WSF experience, I wanted to come back. I was more angry. Uh, the first year when I came back, I was just angry. I was uh, desperate to win, angry all the time, you know, about the whole nine months that I, did, I couldn't play. But I think when I took the break off and I, when I came back, I was still angry, but I turned that into actually playing good squash um, or playing the way I am, you know. And I've, I mean, to be honest, I have the best team in the world, you know. I mean, Danny, mentally, he, and the way he understands me and the way he under... I mean, of course a psychologist that understands the game so well at the highest level helps a lot of course but Danny as a human being you know he's a good person who helped me a lot since I started working with him 
Haysam has Haysam Effet has done such a massive difference to my game. You know, I've worked with him for four years. The way he understands the game is different. The way he could change things, I trust him as well. I, you know, I trust him. You know, he changed my forehand, which was a big, a big decision that we had to make. Like I think last summer, because um, I thought I had a good forehand, and I thought that was the best thing of, about my game anyway. And then being able to change something that's good in my game, it was risky. It was a huge risk that we've taken. I'm just giving you an example anyway. But I, I trust him so much that I could just change things and listen to him uh, while trusting him as well. You know, and we have a good relationship. And I think he's one of the people that's for sure that I could work with for the rest of my career. Nick, of course, you know, he's, he's been, uh, he's helped, he's, he's, help, he's helping me so much because he played the game at such a high level. So when you, when I speak to him before matches, he already knows what to say because he knows what I'm feeling. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I have, as I said, you know, I have a great team. I have people around me and uh, it's good to choose the right people around you, you know, uh, because it's a family at the end of the day. You know, when you win, you win together. When you lose, you lose together. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, great people around me, and uh, yeah, amazing. He does, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what you need, I suppose, to kind of see how good you can be, right? Expert, to... yeah, you know, you know, I, I like to listen, you know, I like to listen a lot to my team, and I like to, uh, you know, always learn something new, you know, because there is always a, I mean. There is no player that is a complete player, you know. You, uh, you try to be as complete as possible. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, even though I've improved some areas in my game, but I'm pretty sure I can improve more things, you know, and I've, I'm working really hard to improve those things uh, as much as possible, you know. I'm trying to improve, you know, I've improved a lot in my physical side. I think people talk about squash, but physically I've actually improved a lot. You know, Mark, I've been working with Mark for two years and he's, he's done such a great work, you know, and... Uh, he has improved me, you know, to be, I mean, to be able to back up matches like the way I did, you know, in Blackboard, you know, I give Mark the credit for that, you know, each day I had to back up, back it up physically. Uh, and yeah, you know, uh, you know, as I said, you know, I have people around me that are great and they are, they, they understand what I need and that's, oh, and I trust them, you know, as well, you know, so whatever they say, I'm just listening. One final question. Um, you obviously... Um, we're at Millfield with Jonah and uh, we spoke about the documentary that was on DSA last week about Jonah and celebrate his 80th birthday. And the other person that you've, you've mentioned briefly was the influence of James. I'm just wondering, did you ever, did you ever spend any time at Pontefract? Do you ever work with Malcolm or any? Oh, I've never, I've never went to my Pontefract, unfortunately. I've actually went to Pontefract for a tournament. Uh, they used to have the British Open qualification and they had it for one time in Pontefract. But other than that, I've never, I mean, I knew Malcolm, of course, uh, but I've never, I've never, I've never been to Pontefract having the whole experience, you know, with Mick Todd and Malcolm and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, as you could see, you know, people loved Malcolm. He added a lot to the sport. He added a lot to the club. You know, he's had the coach player that got to world number ones. He understood the sport so well, you know, he's got that character that, you people love hate him but they still love him you know they still find that part that they, they still love him you know i hope he's resting and i hope he's in a better place and uh, yeah it must be tough for james and i hope you know he comes back from it because it's, it's it's tough you know yeah you could you could 
see the relationship he had with his father and uh, yeah I'm pretty sure it's tough uh, it's tough times for them now in uh, whether James and Vanessa and everyone in Pontefract uh, because I think you know people loved people loved Malcolm so much you know even the kids thanks oh, guys thanks for yeah. having me thanks for coming on man yeah awesome really appreciate it yeah legend best of luck take care guys yeah thanks guys Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Great, great talking to you, Marwan. Don't uh, don't be offended if I send any angry Twitter messages. Right? <laughs> just get, no, you just okay. get fired up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I would know your intentions. No worries. Sure. We'll hopefully see you at TOC in New York next year. Hopefully, mate. Hopefully. Yeah. hopefully. And if, if I'm making my predictions and I'm like, I think Marwan's going to lose first or second round, but I'm going to pick Ali Farag to win this weekend. <laughs> and it's for the same oh. reason. It's only the Thanks again to Marwan El Shavagi for taking the time out to speak to us. If you like what you hear, you can check us out on social on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, cheers. I miss squash.